Hebera Shaye. How committed I am to living a non celibate life. Meet the Kennedys at Lassiter's Hall at the Waterhole. A cup of tea at Harold Sonia's nursery for a stroll. It's time to neighbors. CJK and Bea. Let's get the neighbors. Hello, this is Neighbors. We are the Neighbors Recap Podcast. Overanalyzing episodes of the classic Australian soap, Neighbours. We are in Melbourne's PirateNet Studios. I'm Vaya, a TV writer who cannot suspend disbelief. Kate tweets at Remude on Twitter every night, mostly about Neighbours. Hello. I haven't been this week, but I'll take the, the credit for it. Sometimes it happens at random. When she's doing a catch-up, you'll get the tweets at random times. And sometimes I'll be watching it like 20 minutes delayed and I'm like, oh man, if I start putting in tweets now, people are going to be thinking I've had an aneurysm Finn style. No, I just do that. People might think I'm on a, some kind of weird time zone. CJ, I haven't introduced yet. CJ is Catherine Jones, also known as CJ the Hot Mess Mum on Instagram. Hello, how are you going? Great to have the pod squad back. Yeah. Reunited. Although I must say, I'm happy to give up my seat to Beck any day. She's awesome. <laughs> Into Neighbours Council business. The business, again. Uh, we just had a, right then, just as I was hitting record, we got a new Patreon. Patreon. Oh, amazing. Yeah, patreon.com slash neighbourspod, supporters of this show. Thanks, Lou Carpenter. <laughs> was it oh. Lou Carpenter? No. no. But you have a bit of cash to flash, wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> by now. Investing in a new venture. He's up and down, Lou, so you never know when he'll jump on board. Darren just jumped on board, and before that we had Danny, who became a patron as well, and uh, someone else who's anonymous, and that's a great tip, by the way. If you don't want me to shout you out, you don't have to be shouted out. Just send me a message, and I won't do it, but I'll be very grateful anyway. I'm going to go ahead and assume anonymous is... Lou Carpenter. Lou Carpenter. (laughs) Yep, yep. We really appreciate it. 100%. It keeps us in sugar-free lemon drink. And how are you guys for toilet paper? Do you want any? I've got spares if you need. That's fine. We have a (laughs) hidden cache. (laughs) Well, I'm hoping we're going to be okay. My delivery is meant to come on Monday. So this week for Australians has just been full of spicy memes of toilet paper riots. The loopocalypse. But also it's hit UK. The world's gone utterly bonkers. So had a bad day. Hit the wrong button on this machine. And the rest of this episode didn't record as nicely as it usually does. Oh, God. God, that hurts to say. Thanks for bearing with us. Consider the rest of this episode Lucy and Mark's pash in audio form. Okay, love you, bye. That leads me to my next item of business because we had a new member join the Neighbours Council, which is obviously free. It's a Facebook group that where we just talk about Neighbours shenanigans. But you have to answer questions and there's some people that haven't recently, so answer them. You've got to answer so I know that you're a human. Now, Bianca joined up and said, I've only just heard about the podcast talking to a girl on the tram as we are both on our way to see Dr. Carl at Chapel Off Chapel in South Yarra. Welcome, Bianca. Hope you had a great night. Glad you made a new friend. And we had some great pictures posted in the council as well from people that had the time of their lives meeting half the friggin' Neighbours cast. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Regrets. We have a few. Yeah. (laughs) Look, we met most of those people on the Gold Coast. We did. We can't go to everything. No, like we can't. Life stuff. But it sounds like it's going to be an absolute amazing night for all our UK listeners who mm. are going to it. So have a ball, you guys. I meant a listener. Hello, Jamie. And thanks for listening and thanks for recognising me. Oh, yeah, CJ wow. got recognised. I did. It's okay. a big, it was a big day. CJ is a little less anonymous than they are <laughs> and I. 
you can't avoid that hair. And one of my favourite things about the photos from Carl's gig, Alan Fletcher's gig, his wife Jennifer Hansen, journalist, in a T-shirt that said Team Susan in big gold letters. Mm-hmm. Of course she'd be. Of course she'd be. <laughs> she, has, she has suffered the pain. Long-suffering actual wife. Oh, I love that. And finally, a quick request, if you can do me a favour, if you're watching Neighbours, I need something to signify the end of Neighbours Council business because we have that sting of fabulous rage at the start. I want someone else saying business at the end. It's taken me ages to find the first one. And I keep waiting for someone to mention business in conjunction with Lassiter's. If you ever hear it, tell me and give me the date and time and I'll grab it. Because I want something to button off this section of the show. Because it's finished now. So now we have to do a deep dive into Thursday the 5th of March, 2020. Love is in the air. Yep. And grief as well. (laughs) Love and grief to both ends of the spectrum. And actually, earlier in the week, some loves are brewing between Paige and Mark, and he's extended his stay in Melbourne to keep having coffees with Paige. Yeah, that seems legit. It seems legit that you go on a work trip and then extend the work trip. I don't think that happens in reality. I'm loving it because so he's moved to South Australia, somehow got himself um, promoted to detective again. Mm. Because he got there and they were like, look, I'm a mechanic, I'm a detective, I need to be a detective. And they're like, okay. So he's somehow done that. Then he's done this tri-state operation. Mm. So he's somehow made himself a federal officer without even Mm. getting a badge. And now he's rang up and just said, look, my ex-girlfriend's here. (laughs) There's a fair chance I'm going to hit that. Yeah. And I don't know if you know this, but I've had some trouble getting married. (laughs) Surely someone has to escort the prisoner home or back to South Australia. Yeah. So what? This guy's just sitting in the remand centre. Zenon. Yeah. Maybe he's some. Maybe he was part of the New South Wales operation. Maybe the maybe. other part of the trip. Maybe it was yeah. Tasmania. We we don't yeah. know yet. CJ, what I what I imagine if it was like a rom com scenario and the um the desk sergeant in Adelaide was just a real old softy. Yeah. Just like. Yeah. Oh, I wasn't going to give you a few days off, but now that you mentioned the missus, all right. Oh, <laughs> Breno. Mate, it's just been Valentine's Day. I know what it's like for the love lawn. Yeah. And old oh, mate shitbag Brennan Detmeck managed to acknowledge my major beef with him that he did arrest Paige on their goddamn wedding day, mm. thus making it his worst wedding day so far. And as Paige said, what, worse than Chloe and Ellie? And he goes, yes. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it is pretty bad. I Didn't they flash back to some scenes in that moment or did my mind just go back? Well, I think maybe it was a personal CJ um, flashback. The Neighbours Council posted the picture of Paige's ripped up wedding dress in the Dump, wheelie bin. Dumpster dress. Yeah, which she somehow, somehow miraculously lives again. Maybe it was on the council, but I watched the scenes of him arriving to the wedding and then arresting her. And something we always forget is that Paige moved the time of the wedding. That's right. On and the day, he, yes. Yeah. And he arrived and she was like, oh, I've moved the wedding. It's time to get married. And he was like, no, I've got other things I need to talk to you about. So I think we all, and I know, I know, oh I'm apologizing. She's she moved, the apologist. She moved the time to accommodate her <laughs> grandfather who had Alzheimer's. Wow, CJ, what's wrong with you? <laughs> but also, like, he didn't know he was arriving at the wedding to arrest her. He just thought he was arriving before the wedding. Oh, okay. Well, that, what is wrong with you? <laughs> Seriously. He's a dreadful person. She was still in the dress. I know. But it, that beard, though. He could have said to her, get changed, put your jeans on, we're going to have a chat. 
Oh. Maybe put your civvies on, but make it this green tracksuit I've got here. <laughs> I am so glad to have him back, and I'm going to be very sad if he's one of the dead. <sighs> yeah, there was some speculation mm. in our private thread this week about the fact that two of the deaths could be both of them, and I'm like, no way, I cannot deal with that. Well, I explained to my husband tonight, and I go, he goes, why is he back? Why is Paige back? What? It's the 35th bloody yeah, anniversary, just roll mate. with just... it, buddy. I know. No, well, I don't think he understood that it was the anniversary, so he was just really confused why all these people were back. And then I said, oh, because they're going to give Mark what he's always wanted. They're going to give him a wife and a baby, and then he's going to kill them all four minutes later. <laughs> nah, that's <laughs> utterly oh, devastating. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, scrutinise people scrutinise the spoiler footage from Neighbours because, yeah, there's frame this by is, frame. Um, this is the the, te- the teaser trailer, the yeah. promo mm. that dropped yeah. that we are agonising over. That's bubbling away in the background. By Thursday, this we- <laughs> the Bloody Wedding Expo, they cannot move any units to this event. Mm. Maybe because they started planning it last month. Don't expos take, like, a year to set up? They're well, big. It kind of gets yeah. more ridiculous on Friday where Lucy goes... Oh, we'll just marry five couples on Sunday. <laughs> what? New plan, this guys. This isn't maths, Lucy. You can't just do this. Well, Lucy can. Even on maths, on Married at First Sight, they call them commitment ceremonies, don't true. they? That's it's, true. That's true. It's not calling them weird, real weddings because, well, we'll get to it. You have to uh, sign a thing a month in advance yeah, to yeah. say, to I'm going to marry paperwork. this person that I know. And they need to check that you're not married before. They do. Um, even when I went... And eloped. Yeah. I had to get this very elaborate piece of paper that said we weren't related. Wow. Yeah. You have to go to a government office. <laughs> There's none of that happening on Neighbours. Imagine how much of a boring episode would that would be, all of them lining up at a government office. I don't know how no. they're organising this expo because they can't even organise their leafleters. So earlier in the week we had that amazing image of Ellie and Paige in their old wedding dresses. So firstly someone's fished Paige's dumpster dress out of the bin. And it, but it was trashed. She, before well, it she cut yeah. it with scissors. Yeah. And spewed on it or something, but someone Look, grabbed it. Had been, it had been in the bloody lockup at Erinsborough Police Station as well. This is why we need the bric-a-brac shop back, because at least if it, she could have said, I've gone and bought it back off the bric-a-brac shop, maybe Therese stored it, but why would she? Someone pulled it out of the bin. And kept it in Erinsborough. Mark. The only person that would do that is Mark. <laughs> it's in the Brendan. Look, hey, he's got the skills. If anyone can get a stain out of yeah. that dress, it'd be him. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. See, why doesn't that make him more attractive to you, Kate? <laughs> Because I've got those skills. I don't. No, I true. need don't someone need with them. other skills. That's maybe why I think he's yeah. so attractive. Because I'm a hot mess. I yeah. need someone to come into my life and clean it up. Yeah. Their big promotional scheme is to get hot people in wedding dresses handing out flyers, hmm. and they can't afford to pay models, so they they're paying cut price, cash in hand, people that they know that are hot to do the job. Yeah. I mean, I would do the same thing. So I'm I'm completely down with them using hot people. Do you th- I feel it's a waste of resources to have two hot brides handing out things at the same time in like to the same maybe 10 people milling mm. around the one complex? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, no, send, they need to go off site. Send someone down mm. to Grace Monkeys. Oh, how about down the station? Maybe get some commuters down there. Go and hand them out out the front of that office where I got my piece of paper from because they're people who are going to get married. Mm. So by the end of the week, Roxy's on shift to do some flyering. Taraja sent her in to put on a wedding dress with no further instructions and she has grabbed from a random room the late Sonia Rebecca's wedding dress to Toadfish. What? I quite loved that look for her as well. I thought it was quite a it was beautiful, lovely yeah. feminine look there. Roxy is pint-sized. Taraja's also pint-sized. Why didn't she wear Taraja's dress as she is, has worn it before? Imi probably took it with her to California because remember Imi got married in it somehow. What? Yeah. Really? But- 
like it wasn't yep. her parents' wedding dress. It was oh, Tarage no, the, and, and no, the the parents' wedding dress Emmy got married in. Oh, the drab Tarage one. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm talking about the one that she married Paul in. The oh. Roxy had worn, remember, before the ceremony. Of course. That's yes. pretty useless information stored away in my head right there. <laughs> Um, although she didn't wear that dress ultimately. The one Roxy paraded around in looked different. Yeah. Where is that one? The Dior CJ, remember? Yeah, it was a, a Dior reception dress. Yeah. Roxy has seen around this problem. She's stapled up the hem of the bottom of Sonia's lovely dress that Toadie had, he was hemming and whoring, pardon the pun, about donating it because he wasn't sure emotionally if he was ready to do that for the expo. He left it hanging up and Roxy thought it was the promotional dress. Pops herself in it. Did not run a brush through that hair, I've got to say. Uh, look, she had it on over her, all her workout clothes as well, which is impressive. Yeah. Like, you know, when I used to be a fairy at children's parties, I took some pride yeah. and I was wearing a costume. You didn't, you didn't wear your fairy sports bra? No. That's what she did. Um, I wore a bra the colour of my flesh, mm. so it blended in. I had, you know, star stickers on my face. Mm. And I did my hair up nicely like a fairy's and put the glitter crown in it. Mm. Take some pride. To be fair to Roxy, Sonia's dress is not the poshest of wedding dresses. No, it's very boho. Mm. Firstly, I don't understand why they're getting dresses that are meant to be on display later <laughs> on real models. On Yes, you no, know, like, that's ruining dresses. It's ruining dresses. But I'm willing to throw all of that out for the window for the fact that Detective Mechanic had to see both Ellie and Paige in wedding dresses in their wedding dresses. In that same shot. It was these ghosts of bride past. Yeah. yeah. I'm willing to throw out any care about yeah. the fact that all this happened because he had to walk into that thing and see those ladies in those dresses. It was magnificent, if not for the fact the main bugbear I had was that Paige threw hers in the bin. But it was a fantastic image and that he was completely bamboozled by it. And it was a fantastically dramatic moment where Toadie, on the anniversary of Sonia's death, comes out into the Lassiter's forecourt and sees Roxy gallivanting around in his dead wife's dress. Mm. Suddenly, a bit of toad rage. Toad rage. What the hell is wrong with you? How could you be so disrespectful on today of all days? What have you done to it? I didn't... uh... Is it bad enough that I lose her that you have to take this from me as well? You're making a joke of her memory. Now get it off! It was quite a violent outburst. It was Paul Robinson-esque. There's a trend lately of, you know, the domineering men of Ramsey Street just screaming down the vulnerable women. Woman. Just woman. that one woman. Mainly Roxy, mm-hmm. but Chloe cops it a fair bit too. Mm. My recording ran out. Yeah, so like, did mine. Like, Actually, it must have been a Foxtel issue. It must have been running late, that episode. I probably missed the last 30 seconds, I'd say, and I just thought, you know what? I don't need to look this up to finish this, uh, I don't think. It was, it was full on. It was brutal. Mm. He fully tore strips off her. Look, it was awful. Like it's and obviously she didn't mean it. I mean, she was, she was pretty trite. The next, the oh, in the next episode, she felt awful, and you know, she immediately apologized. But what I did love was Toadfish also immediately apologized. Yes. He said, yeah. "My behavior was inappropriate. I should not have reacted that way to you, and I'm sorry." And that I actually feel that made up for it. Mm. It's obviously a terrible, stressful day for him, mm. and he was inexcusably abusive to Roxy in that moment, but the fact that he did acknowledge that he was helped. It really contrasted from Paul's outbursts to both Chloe and Roxy, that he just never... Nah, it's it's contrite. It's the hashtag, okay, boomer. Yeah. (laughs) 
So I appreciated those highs and lows from Toad. And then Coil comforts Roxy too, which I thought was mm. sweet. They've got a nice rapport. I think everyone who'd witnessed it was horrified, but also worried for Toadie and worried for Roxy. Although she stapled up a wedding dress that she knew was someone's. <laughs> she didn't know it was a dead person's. No, but, but she, still. Look, she was problem solving. Yeah. I guess maybe she thought it came from the op shop. The other maybe. ones did look a bit op shoppy. It was not Charlene's wedding dress on a mannequin there, was it? It's true. But, you know, maybe this has meant that she thinks things through a little bit more. This is someone's property. Like Shane was. He was someone's property. (laughs) I'm just, I'm still so shut off that we're not getting a bloody wedding dress expo for us to go and have a look at. I so want to see this. Maybe they'll just open up a warehouse for you down at Nunawati and let you have a breath. I want to see Madge's dress. That's still my favourite dress. Tony takes himself to the Kennedy house and he recounts his outburst to them. And here's where I think Neighbours is at its best, when they bring back the family connections. Obviously, earlier in the week, we have the Brennans coming together, Aaron and Chloe trying to match make Paige and Mark and being very cute and playful about it. It's when the family dynamics come together. And this is the other end of it, which is where the Kennedys rally around their previous foster son. And, you know, essentially he's a member of the family now, rally around him in his time of grief. It's the one year anniversary and he just wants to isolate himself. He's like, I can't believe this is this is all happening and it's a year later and I can't cope. I'm just going to shut myself in the house and not do anything. And Yashvi's reaction is quite interesting because she, she's like, but hang on. I want to honour Sonia. Oh, yes, she. I'm going to educate you about the uh, ring theory of grief. Oh, yes. Talk us through, Kate, that again. Picture some concentric rings, and the innermost ring is the person who is dying. That would be Sonia. Yeah. And then there'll be Toadie and Nell and Hugo and um, Callum. Jade. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and no, and Callum would be the partner and the children. They're in the next ring. So they comfort Sonia. But everyone else comforts them as it goes out. They don't have to comfort people outside of that ring. So mm. Susan will comfort Toadie, but Toadie doesn't have to comfort Susan yeah. on her grief about Sonia. V's like, can't we just put our own memorial event on? And Outer ring, Yashvi, <laughs> outer ring. And Dippy and Puffy are like, not really. That'll make Toadie mad and sad. And he's been both of those things today already. And also, like, we live at his house for free, so can you just <laughs> shut it down, Yashvi? Shut it down. So Puffy enlists coups to try and talk Toadie around into putting on some kind of celebration for Sonia. And this scene was just beautiful. Actually, this I did shed a tear at this bit. You know how I'm like the, I don't know, what's some sort of stone analogy? The ice queen. Oh, no, yeah. The, yeah, the ice, the stone queen. Yeah, yeah. Elsa. It's like getting blood out of a stone trying to get me to cry about this situation. <laughs> But I was sad in this moment where Susan brought up the fact that Nellie is only seven Mm. and she won't have memories of Sonia forever. And so they need to be reinforced as she grows older, little stories about Sonia, so she keeps on remembering her. And the bit that got me was when Toadie said, Every time Nell goes up a level in reading or Hugo does something cute, Sonia's not there to to laugh or even just a smile and I don't need to be reminded of that any more than what I already am. Would it be nice to be reminded of the times that she was there? Oh, mate, that got me. I was <sighs> a mess during this episode. I think I sent you guys a photo of me crying. <laughs> so that's all it took, that one convo and really that's Susan looking at me earnestly would get me to do literally anything, I think. Yeah, yeah. So he trots himself out to the murder rotunda where they're having... <laughs> This uh, oh, yeah. 
this session. No, well, it's look, it is right beside Sonia's Callistamine, which was in flower, which, spoiler alert, Kate's plant rant, they're not in flower right now. And Mark is able to come to this because he's called in sick for work in yeah. South Australia. In fact, that could have been his conversation with the desk sergeant. Like, oh, my dead friend is having a memorial of her one-year anniversary. Can I stay for that? Yeah, sure, mate. The one that I had a baby with. <laughs> yeah. The mother of my... My dead, dead baby mama. Yeah, yeah. So, of course, take all the time you need. And he said the most wonderful line. He said, she would have done anything for a friend she did for me. Oh, oh it's all about you, mate. <laughs> no, but it's so true. But I appreciate that because that is what happened. Whereas some of the other lines, like Dippy's like, she didn't have a bad thing to say about... No, Puffy? Uh, one, one of, of them. One yeah. of them said she didn't have a bad word to say about anyone. And in my head, the the Rolodex of native people on her oh. shit list. But apparently, no, there was one slice that Dippy made that was a bit shit. Yeah. Uh, excuse me. She said many a bad word about fake D many a time. Oh, yeah. yeah. And... Willow. Uh, don't you remember her standing in the doorway of the smacky caravan having a go at Callum? <laughs> I can't forget that moment. Perfect blend reminded me of Sonia's feelings towards Angie Rebecca. Oh, yeah. We never see her around. Obviously, you do – the dead do become saints. Mm. But I, it was realistic in Mark's case to go, yeah, she helped me out. She would do that for friends. And, yes, that's right. Coyle, though, put his foot in it, I thought, when Toadie arrives at the scene. It's a lovely afternoon and they've put flowers out. And, and Coyle's like, oh, this is better than this morning, isn't it? When <laughs> – when you, when you were all sad. <laughs> when you cracked the shits. I'm like, Coil Ixnay. That was too hours soon, ago. Too soon. <laughs> but totally on brand. Yeah. For Coil. And so then they had bubbles blowing and the kids were running and playing and lovely touch. Now, Gary is sprucing up over at the cannery for Prue's arrival from London. Harlow's mum. <sighs> but Sheila, refreshingly, does not want to borrow this situation. No. She's very anti-Prue. I love it. I don't even really know why. I have forgotten a lot of the history, but she's annoyed at Prue because she broke Gary's heart, didn't she? I mean, the cult sets off a lot of alarm bells. Prue used Gary. Just sort of sleeping with him for no reason. And then she just went Mm. off and remember how he was like, oh, I I, I like you and I'll come to London. And she was like, oh, you don't have to. I just need your cash. Yeah, give me some money. Didn't he just come out of a relationship? Amy. He was upset because Amy had left him for his son. And hang on, and Coyle mentioned that he's not keen on Prue because of the way Prue treated Amy. And I was like, well, I can't remember Amy on this. (laughs) She was very, very judgy about the sex tapes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Look, there's lots of reasons not to like Prue. Yeah, the cult is the big one, mm. and the fact that she ignores her daughter. I'd be here, though, to listen to a bit of cult stories, though. I'd be like, oh, tell me more about the mothership, okay. She did gloss over how she left pretty quickly. Mm. Because she hasn't left, has she? This is all bullshit. Because <gasps> she said, I left just as Gary arrived. Oh, yeah, that's convenient. Just like last time, how you'd left already. Yeah, yeah. We're not falling for this one twice, Prue. But if she's still in the cult, why does she want to marry Gary? He's got nothing. He owns half a tram and a pie. <laughs> I, I, I don't think you can, like, monetize Gary's sex moves, can you? No, and if you could, she could do that without him. Mm. She um, knows them now. Does she need to study them further? Is mm, this why? Maybe. It's going to become, like, one of those tantric sex cults. She's going to make a sex tape. Very, I, just, I, I don't know how to process any of this. I am Colette Nan's straight face. She was doing the straight face emoji for a lot of this cleaning scene and I enjoyed. And then he wants to put on a barbecue in the afternoon and Tarage is like, nah, we we want to look after Harlow. What is with these celebratory barbecues just popping up? 
Well, don't forget, this is a man that tried to marry someone without consent. So you know when Gary wants to set up a barbecue, yeah. there's probably a wedding announcement happening. Also, my dad's love language is barbecues, so I do understand wanting to throw them at the drop of a hat and have everyone around. Like a Thursday lunch barbecue. He often gives me barely a day's notice. He's like, can you come over Saturday or Sunday? And I was like... Uh, um, is he marinating the meat already? Yeah. I'm like, um, maybe. <laughs> but yeah, he does not give much notice. So this is Gary. This is how, the only way how he knows how to show affection. Hmm. In hmm. pie form or on the grill. Or via Skype, apparently. Oh, oh, how did you find that, CJ, last week? Um, I thought it was the best thing I've ever seen. It was hilarious. <laughs> it was pretty funny. Yeah. Harlow's got some complicated emotions. Now, she can't even enjoy her new romance with Hendrix. They've just had a kiss, but she can't bask in that glow because she's frazzled because she's got this toxic family member coming down and she doesn't know how to react to that. And I've recently been through a similar situation where I was reconnecting with a difficult person and it eats you alive. So right. I can totally imagine that Harlow's like, I can't, we can't. Her, her, her parade has been rained on. <laughs> we cannot have teen shenanigans right now, Hendo. And his response was quite adorable as well. He was very thoughtful. He's a sweet boy, isn't he? He knows the, the woes of having a shit mum. Yeah, it does help. He did say in that, he's like, who doesn't get upset when their mum comes to town? It's like, oh, because most mm. people's mum's here. Oh, bless them. Little poppet face. Oh, also, shout out to the Neighbours Council pervs, okay, the <laughs> Benny Turlin fans. <laughs> the people who are old enough to know better. And they just put a bloody dancing video up on the Neighbours oh, Instagram. He is an amazing dancer. Oh, the, the TikTok is I'm living. I need to re-download TikTok just to watch Neighbours actors on it. Can I talk to you about my OK Boomer story about TikTok? Yeah. It appeared on my phone one day and I was like, I never installed this app. I was horrified and I deleted it. About a year later, I realised that TikTok used to be Musical.ly and I did have Musical.ly oh, and I made a couple of Musical.ly's with me and KB and they were really cute and one day it became TikTok and I thought someone had like spam downloaded this app onto my phone, this young person's app and it's gone. Some young person had put this like <laughs> app mysteriously onto your phone. To catfish me or something. Some so, young person had seen you and thought, look, she wants to watch little videos. I know she does and just downloaded it. There was a cute like Megan Trainer video I did with me and KB and I don't know where that is now. Because I deleted I liked it when it was musically. <laughs> I do appreciate seeing the TikToks when they appear in my Instagram stories because I am old. Yeah, I don't, you don't want to go to a third platform. Never yeah. go to a second location. <laughs> Thanks, Oprah. Now, Prue comes back and face plants straight into Gary's face. Harlow's not impressed because she's like, well, I thought you came back to see your daughter. No, you came back to see that rando. Harlow is right to just mm. be like, no. It's completely insensitive. Yeah. Mm. And she's put up with this her whole life, it seems, that yeah. her mum leaves her from one fad to another. And Paul's got his flaws, but she's finally living with a family that want her. And they're very... They are, they're so good. They're very caring and aware of her emotional needs. Which you wouldn't have thought you could ever describe Paul as being <laughs> someone who's aware of someone's emotional needs, but he is very protective of her. And Trey, you know, she's, she's brought out a new side of Paul. Well, this is what Paul, Paul and... Female relations, that's the key to Paul's heart. Yes. Kate. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Um, he, he loved Elle. Amy was always antagonistic to him, so Amy. it didn't work as well. But he, but he, but he had a big soft spot for Amy. He never was like, remember how he turned on um, non-contributing zero and called him that? Mm. He would never do that to any of his female relatives. To Lucy? Madison. I mean, Madison was not contributing much. No, but she he was, was like, yeah. you're amazing. You are a singer. True. Mm. I wonder yeah, what that is. 
Lucy, he's like... It is his mummy issues. That's what it oh, is. Yeah, it is his mummy issues yeah. because Anne died mm-hmm. when she, when she gave birth to Lucy. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. Oh, and look, Helen Daniels, his grandmother who raised him, very strong woman mm-hmm. and very nurturing. Yes, and one of the loves of his life. Oh boy, God, there's a lot to unpack, CJ. It is. <laughs> there's a lot about Paul. Um, and there's a wonderful scene where Harlow's moping around and she doesn't want to talk to Hendrix and Teresa knows they've just kindled something. Mm. And Paul's like, well, you don't need to worry about that. She sends Paul out mm. of the room. She's like, right, now let's have a chat about this. What's going on with this boy? I would be wanting to do the same thing. I'd be like, oh, okay, let's all talk about it. Yeah. I know. I'm, I'm with Team Paul. I'm like, no, don't worry about that now. Don't worry about that. But she's still Stay good. away from She's still got to process it. Do your year 12. Move through. Oh, that's my dad. Don't worry about boys. Don't worry about boys. Do you study? Do you study? Do you study? And why aren't you married? Yeah. Suddenly it's like, where's your husband? Where's your baby? It's like, um, I was too busy doing other stuff you said I had to do. Okay. But also, Paul, yes, marry the billionaire's son. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> what Get a, your money back, Paul. What emerging, but you had to give away. What a merging of empires. <laughs> Ooh. It's like Dallas. Pierce should just buy all of Ramsey Street, demolish all the houses and make an estate there. Yeah. And why, yeah, why is he only a part share? Yeah. Because his money's tied up in other investments or something. And why is that part share what he spends all his time on? It's weird. How does he not have a PA? At least well, one that we don't see. Like, um, Tarage is one that we never saw for a while. I feel like he does it. Val, yeah. yeah. I was going to say, maybe he's got a PA. Vaya. I would, no, I, I want to do a lot of things as a walk-on role. I do not want to walk on as Pierce's PA. No. I 100% do not want that. I don't want that. <laughs> no, no, you'd want to be under Therese. Under Therese. Yeah, yeah. I bow at my queen. Now, Gaz chucks a tanty, chucks a wobbly, because no one's supportive of his new relationship. Even he yells at his son, he walks in, Gaz has a go at Coyle and Sheila, going, oh, well, thanks, guys, I'm really feeling the love. And Kyle's walked don't in. Bag, sorry, you just nailed Gaz. Thanks, right there. thank you. Kyle's walked in from his bloody friend's death anniversary. Have a bit of compassion, Gaz. He doesn't want to put a couple of snags on the Barbie today. Well, that's because he's so busy from the last snag he put in in Gary's Barbie. Ew. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Hmm. I don't blame Gary for being annoyed. Everyone, he's been like completely, nobody supports him ever. Sounds like you're about to. Well, do you know what though? I I'm happy with Goo. This is my couple name, Goo, Ga- Gary but, and Prue. Oh no, but I like the other su- suggestion of Grew, the the gruesome twosome. <laughs> I love when um, Paul mentions this. Um, do yes, that was I my think, highlight because they actually do gather everyone around to the barbecue. Paul and Teresa say, "Well, let's go. We'll support you with your mum. We won't leave your side. You'll be fine." And also, I love that Paul is like, "Oh my god, I've got to go to Sheila's house for a barbecue." And, and even Gary's. they caught up with Sheila outside, and she's like. Like, no, nah, I'm with bags here. This is terrible. And she's carting her nana trolley. And yeah. She's going to the shops with her grandma trolley. That's yeah. weird. No, it's great. We all know that Lasseter's is only a five-minute walk or a 10-minute taxi ride from Ramsey Street. And, yeah, look, I do all my grocery shopping with the pram. And if I didn't have a pram, I'd be down with the grocery trolley. Come on, guys. When you're done with the pram, I've got a leopard print one for you at home. Oh, thanks, mate. Take, yeah. Thanks. So Paul says, I think you guys are perfectly suited. <laughs> Which was, I love it. That was like the, ooh, that's a backhanded compliment right there. Excellent. And Prue tried to parade it out as a positive and Gaz yeah. is like, nah. Well, Prue was like, oh, really? I love hearing things like this. I love talking about me. Let's all talk about me. And she, at this point, Prue lets it slip that she is really keen to hear Susan's 
point of view on the relationship. Everyone's like, how do you know, Susan, what is going on? And then Gary's like, oh, she's normally a principal. I, I don't know why Gary said that. I was like, why? Is oh, no, he's just like, let's get out of this conversation. Yeah. And let's not draw attention to the fact that she is a celebrant. Uh, she's going to have a stall at the expo, the wedding expo. Good. I'm very proud of her. That's terrific marketing. Yeah. I mean, there's going to be no people there because all the people that are going to be there are going to get killed, apparently. Or married. Yeah. But she's not going to get a good lead funnel from this. If anything, she should be officiating some of these weddings. Well, I think from the promo, she is officiating okay. the big one. While handing out leaflets. Which means she's not on the island, right? No. Well, actually, that comes out on Friday's episode that she's not going. Yeah, because oh, okay. um, Pierce has secured Toadie as Finn's babysitter. He's lured him in with the promise of Mulloway. Mulloway. Oh, yeah. Which I did Google, of course, right away. It's a bloody massive fish. Yeah, I went down an Instagram deep dive looking up the Mulloway hashtag. There's a lot of proud blokes on there with their big fish. And he's like, yep, nut, catch and release like Sonia would want. Um, I don't think Sonia would be down with that, actually. No, that sounds boring. Sonia would be like, oh, I don't want to go there. <laughs> Do that. Why cause the fish trauma? Just let them yeah, swim no, in the exactly. ocean. Yeah, no, exactly. I'm, I'm, yeah. Look, yeah. I'm not a fan of fishing. How is it different from hunting? Anyway, let's not get into this. Yeah. yeah. Each to their own. By the way, I just let that line go away and I didn't didn't look it up at all. <laughs> I went, oh, there's a fish. So Toadie's now going to go. I missed that part. Yeah, he's. that's all it took. Pierce is like, there's big fish. Toadie's like, I'm going to catch one. I don't blame them because no, like... Well, it's, apparently it's the Rebecca's Moby Dick. Yeah, which is cute. It's a cute touch. Yeah, it is cute. I am a little worried. Like, guys, if you if it's that hard to find a babysitter for your psychopath, um, maybe don't bring him on this holiday. Maybe he sits this one out. Yeah. Why is he yeah. coming to Ali's 35th birthday? Because God knows the fire festival is really going to be great for his mental health. Yeah. You know, the lack of plumbing. No. Having to, like, erect tents. Well, that's like going to remind him of when he was in... South America, isn't yeah. it? Maybe they but kept look, him in a thing underground like we've seen that door. I'm sorry, guys. I know that things happened this week, but I can't stop thinking about what they're going to do. But my thought is baby Asta's only three months old. I can't think of anything worse than taking a three-month-old baby who's maybe had one set of vaccinations so far to a deserted island with no plumbing or water. Islands in the street, that is what we it's an absolutely ridiculous idea. I wouldn't have just, even taken her to the shop. I mean, leave if Finn, you can't go. Well, guess who's on babysitting duty this weekend? Oh, God. I mean, don't do that. <laughs> no, well, yeah, like, how about just not do this whole freaking stupid idea anyway? Like, it was from Chloe's brain's trust of, yeah, let's go glamping. Why don't you just go down the wineries or something, go and have a nice or Airbnb down there? Yeah, Ellie would love the wineries. But also, do glamping, but do it, find some 20-year-olds. Get Roxy. Tell her to go down the back lane bar, grab some young people and take them. Maybe maybe not make an occasion the first time you set up some tents down there as well. Like maybe visit the island first, Chloe. Yeah. Do a recce. <laughs> During this week it's pointed out that Roxy's going. Kyle, yeah. I thought that was interesting. Why are we pointing that out? Because everyone's confused as to how she scored an invite. Which I love. That they're like, well, but hang on, Chloe, she is your spirit animal. Exactly. It should just be Chloe and Roxy doing a recce. That's it. No one else. The, yeah, and some like, you know, whatever that pink drink that everyone drinks. Moscato. And um, powdered alcohol for some reason Roxy oh, wanted to bring. I got into a bloody wiki hole with that. What, is she going to snort it? It's illegal in Victoria. And it, Queensland banned it too. But it's not legal in many places in the world. Why? So it's alcohol oh. powder that's reconstituted with water. So that is not, you don't want to like, what if you give yourself a cup 
of powdered alcohol with a normal bit of water. You, oh, you're drinking, not a great you're drinking idea. like a whole bottle of whiskey in one drink? Yes. Mm. Oh. Yeah, that doesn't sound like a good okay. idea. Guys, we're not in bloody Queensland. <laughs> we're not living the, the coastal dream down here when it comes to tropical islands. No, B's bikinis that she and boxer shorts that she bought on her shopping spree at DFO are going to stay in her suitcase. It is not going to be warm enough. It's 20 degrees today. The big bomb drops at the end of this barbecue that Prue and Gary have got themselves engaged not only that, but now Lucy's going to recruit them to jazz up sales at this wedding expo by putting on a real-life wedding. Come to our expo and see strangers get married. I, yeah. w- I would actually think. I think I could go see that. Actually, if they were real-life strangers, that could get people buying real, tickets. Real-life maths. Like maths. Yeah. Married at first sight. If they were doing that, Lucy, you're on a winner. Yeah. People will come. All of Australia will come, probably. Lucy should be recruiting ex-MAFS contestants to be the people in the wedding dresses for Perfect. a catwalk. The ones from Seasons Gone, they've got not much else to do. No, they're all still single. Yeah. And they would be affordable. Why do you think they're getting married? Is it just sad patheticness or is... Because we're going to have five weddings next week. Yeah, mm. got to make up the numbers. But I do actually... I believe in their love. I think they're both a bit dim mm. and they've gravitated towards some affection. And no, it's sex. Sex right now. Well, and yeah. look, it's, it's the main draw card for Gaze Can because there, there ain't no other draw card. It's NRE, new relationship energy. They're caught up in it, the mm. butterflies, the tingles, and they're not thinking with their brains. She's a high priestess in that cult, mate. <laughs> this is not for life, this marriage. Yeah, they're acting like teenagers, and I'm, I'm riding the ride with them. Mm, okay, all right, well... It's going to be a complete disaster, but I that's mean, fine. I think, I think if you're going to ship it, then I mean, Someone I have to. <laughs> I just think it's not, apart from poor Harlow, but she needs therapy anyway, which she knows. It's not doing damage to a lot of people, apart from annoying a few, I'm, look, annoying I'm, his grandma. I'm 100% down with Paul's sassy response yeah. to it. Oh, yeah. It's ruffling a few feathers, but it's not, it's not like him surprise proposing to his son's ex Fiance, his son's ex-girlfriend. Well, basically, instead of Gaz marrying Paul's daughter, he's marrying Paul's ex-daughter-in-law. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. But also, or his this wife. ties Paul to Gary forever. Like, well, for I a mean, couple of weeks. For a couple <laughs> of weeks. Um, but, so, Paul's like, good, get him hitched. Get him away so he is no longer in any way yeah. of contention for my daughter's heart. Get him over to that cult in London. Mm. See you later, mate. Bye-bye, Gary. You can make them some sausages, vegan ones. Yes. Could you imagine Gary up in England like, here's my emu pie. <laughs> yeah, that would. those Aussie pubs would eat that up literally. Would, would he know how to make an omelette if he didn't have an emu egg? No. But he could do a short course and get up to speed. But he was what what are these tiny eggs? You said they come from chickens? But he's adaptable. He'd be like steak and kidney pie. No worries, guys. Let's yeah. do this. Get those ones in a can from the from Aldi. <laughs> oh, he'd just be pouring that into a into some pastry and going, Here's my cow. <laughs> That's dog food. Um But that would be ridiculous because then you'd have a pie within a pie. Because the pie in the can already had anyway. No, he'd just be putting the pastry on the outside of the tin. <laughs> That's classic gas can right there. Like a Mr. Bean sketch or something. And then it'll be like, not tested on animals. Just um, made of them. It's very nice. At the end of the week, we have Toadie. He's healed enough to want to go away fishing. The Rebeccas are preoccupied trying to solve Jane's catfish issues, which Paul did this week. Yeah. Remember old mate Mannix? Barely. Yep. No. No, not really. I had to have, rely on a lot of exposition. He was, a couple, he was a couple of Zenons ago. I don't remember him. A few gangsters of the week ago. 
Yeah, oh, he was threatening Leo over something. Thank you to the Neighbours social team for reminding us who this random villain from a few years ago was. Um, he's the one that Paul attempted murdered. Oh. oh, yeah, and that was the whole bauble was his guilty oh. conscience oh. over having maybe or maybe not killed him. It turns out he didn't. Oh, that mm. chap. And Bunny mm. Rabbit knew about it oh, and was Bunny blackmailing Rabbit. him. But, you know, I think overall, though, Mannix is a great name for a villain. So I'd bring him back if that, I was. But that means Zenon's going to come back. Zenon's so a terrible you've, you've name. So you've got to have an odd, odd letter in there. So we've got yeah. X in Mannix, we've got Z in Zenon, and yeah. then who was the old mate from the work cover? Papa Renshaw. Bloody Renshaw doesn't fit into that nah. theme. We're the Xantux, though. They're the yes. Z. Yeah. 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 So he's the one that's been catfishing Jane, and Paul yeah. decide, and he, but he's already bought a Maserati with all the money, so he can't give the money back. But he can sing like a canary to Paul about his entire plan. So Paul went the heavy on him. And said, you sell that now. And he goes, nah, not gonna. And have you seen my car? <laughs> so Paul takes it upon himself to repay the money in secret and write a letter to Jane. No, I think he did sell the car. But then, like, Paul topped up the rest of the oh. missing money. Why oh, I was, I was the car? I was super pleased that Mrs. Mangle's portrait is hanging up in Lesser okay. still. Thank goodness. <sighs> so poor Jane's not entirely destitute. At some point, she says to Dippy, I'm going to have to find a new place to live. And Dippy goes, oh, you can have Kirsch's old room. And I did the maths on that. So, okay, Toadie's got a room. Well, Shane and Dippy have their own room. Sounds like Yashu's got her own room. Nellie and Hugo, God only hopes that, I mean, they probably share a room, but they have a room. So it's four bedrooms so far. And there's a spare room. There's a spare fifth bedroom. I I had always assumed Yashvi and Kersha were sharing yeah, and sure. had one of those like loft bed scenario, bunk bed situations. Maybe she was just offering up Kersha's bed. Can you imagine that? Like having your a, a teacher that used to teach you just sleeping in the bottom bunk? And you're like, oh, Ned's sleeping over tonight. Oh, if, if this bunk's a rockin'. Old <laughs> Hardcore Harris. I want the webisodes, the web series <laughs> of Jane and V rooming together. We've glossed over the fact that Mannix was blackmailing Jane because he has like hardcore Harris footage. Yeah, she's dirty. She's a dirty bird. She's like, um, she's read the Fifty Shades of Grey too many times. But he showed something to Paul and he's like, oh. And he doesn't want it getting out. And Paul's like, well, she's tough enough that she can just own it. It seemed to just be erotic emails. Yeah, and she's like an English teacher, isn't she? Yeah, she that is. sort of makes sense. And you to can her. just lie just because it says Jane on it. Oh, Jane. <sighs> She's educating teenagers. This is not okay. She needs to do a short course on internet safety. You know my point of view on it, that she should be the saddest. Yes. Mm-hmm. No, she's not the saddest. Oh. <laughs> no, are you, you guys seriously you can't put her in the same category as Ellie and Amy. Come on. Or Gaz can. Not perennial losers. I mean, wow. this is Internet 101. She wasn't born yesterday. She wasn't. But she certainly wasn't born yesterday. She was born a while ago. So after she declines to live at Toadie's because she wants Dippy's to... all for it, um, she says, well, I'll have to move out of the hotel because I don't have any money. No teacher should be living in, what is this, a four-star hotel these days? That's a lot of money. She should just rent apartment somewhere, right? Yeah. Can't she just move upstairs to the penthouse? Could we put her in the mezzanine of the backpackers? <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> I mean, there she would get some action. Can yeah. you imagine the kind of yeah. hardcore Harris stuff that we have not there? And they would be very celebratory of her lifestyle. Oh, yeah. They, it, they put the cuffs on the wall and warm out them and everything. It's sad that I, I just don't think she's not going to be around for long because she really needs her own house like Mrs. Mangle did. And back in the day, Mrs. Mangle lived with Jane and Jane was the young vibrancy in her house. Mm. You know where we need to put Jane? Mrs. Pun's house? Yes. Yeah. So she, we wouldn't have to see her very often, but she could pop round if needed. Vera and Jane. You know who could move in with her? Hillary. Beautiful. I want that spin-off, Golden Girls style. Perfect. Poor thing that the sad part is back in the 80s, Hillary was an old woman. Yeah, she was. Then. She <laughs> aged extremely gracefully. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> citizen or citizen, I'm desperate to give a citizen. Okay, go. It is Finn. Oh. Amnesiac terrorist Finn. Because he changed platforms and he don't like that. Yeah, that's annoying. Yeah. Just vertical for Instagram stories, horizontal for everything else. Finn was a complete asshole to his girlfriend. It was very toxic behaviour. She wanted to go and have a shopping day, which yawn. Don't make your partner do that if they don't want to. But he has barely given her the time of day and has been vlogging and saying that she's been making it really hard to love her. Ugh. Fuck you. That's not her job. And if it is a problem for you, break up with her. And then she brought him a jaunty pair of boxer shorts for the holiday and he gave her nothing Yeah. and froze her out. I'm like, she is a young woman in her prime. She is keeping you out of prison, mate. Like, don't be a cockhead. And if you're pining away for her sister, do everybody a favour and break up. This is None of this is legally binding. Mm. And even if it is, marriages can be ended. So just, I'm sick of it. Although he's, he has to live in that house. So that'll get really awkward. I don't get, pretending to love someone that you don't love is worse. Plus you could just swap out Ellie and B. She can go and live with the Branakas. That'd be lovely. Oh my God. I just remember we forgot to talk about the highlight of my week, which was on Friday. Because I was going to give Citizen to Paul for just sassing the the gruesome twosome. But my highlight. I don't know. I don't know if this is a citizen or a citizen. It's just goddamn highlight of the week, which was Lucy and Mark Gottlieb's burgeoning romance, which somebody pointed out this week that Gottlieb is, in fact, is literal translation is love God <gasps> in German. Weird. Anyway, on Friday, Lucy comes into her office. Mark's just sitting there, just praying with the rosary. Okay, as you do. And then she goes, oh, that just kind of gives me memories of, you know, like – um jack going back to the priesthood and it just worries me that you know you still love god in an intimate way and he goes how about i show you how committed i am to living a non-celibate life oh i was i was shrieking with laughter when i when he said that well when he started mentioning prayer i again i got up to check the vegetables because i just Mm. wasn't into it but come on that is saucy that is spicy stuff for neighbors look i'll have to give him citizen for that because that is the spiciest line neighbors has seen in a long time and i'd just like to give a shout out to my husband here who watched that scene with me and said he looks like luke carpenter (laughs) and so next time you see mark in a scene go oh yeah he's growing into his cheeks Hey, CJ here coming in with a special passion report on Mark and Lucy's kiss, if you could call it that. So they had a stage kiss, which on the council has been called possibly the worst kiss ever. I just want to say, I think that this is preemptively a kiss that addresses the coronavirus issue. Now, we just don't have to open our mouths when we kiss. We're not going to do open-handed high fives. We're not going to open our mouth when we kiss, you know. In three years, we might just look at each other seductively. Who knows? I would like to give Citizen to Suze for getting the Sonia Memorial 
situation oh, to happen. Beautiful. One of my favourite things in the world is to cry in front of the television. So thank you, Suze, <laughs> for giving that to me. She brought throw rugs for the children to yeah. sit on. Yeah. So I didn't have to sit on Kate's blood. And I... <laughs> I know, bringing Detective Mechanic to that place to celebrate oh, his yeah. dead best friend who was the mother of his dead baby that at is... the place that his fiancée, first fiancée, first? Plus maybe. Not, maybe. Oh, no. Nah. A fiancée. No, because he, he got engaged to that woman on witness protection. Oh, okay. Um, I, think. I don't know. That's pretty insensitive all around, isn't You've it? You've got calistamine needles flying into your eyeballs. I know, but he's got that beard, so that just helps no, everything have, along. Would have just collected the calistamine. Yeah. Mm. And someone had to bring those bubbles, and it was probably Suze. Mm. Thanks, Suze. Yeah. When she really focuses, she does good. She's capable of it. And that's the week. It's getting. I'm getting a bit nervous as to how close this is all getting yeah. to the 35th. I d- certainly hope that people die before I get on a plane to go to America because I would like to know about all of this. Yeah, nobody clip up that soundbite out of context, please. <laughs> mm. <laughs> we'll be back next week. CJ, where are you hanging out in the meantime? At CJ the Hot Mess Mum on Instagram. Kate. I'm at Remude on Twitter. I'm Vase on Instagram or Vayapashos on Twitter. And we are Neighbours Pod and Neighbours Council on Facebook. Go and have a look at everybody's shots, snapshots of the cast at Alan Fletcher's performance and NeighboursPod.com, Patreon.com slash NeighboursPod to support us. And don't forget to rate or review us on Apple Podcasts. Bye. See you next time. Bye. Bye.